Fred Beltora, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. At the time of this podcast, we are into week two of social distancing due to the coronavirus. Now, we don't expect to see the benefits of this strategy for weeks, but we have faith that following these instructions will pay off in a great way later on. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. And although we're only in week two, it feels like an eternity. I am hopeful that things will get better soon, but I feel like this is a wake-up call from the Father. I don't know if the world's listening, though. My prayer is that we believers in Yeshua will be the lights on the hill that the lost will see, and that we can direct them to Yeshua, the hope of their physical and spiritual salvation. Amen. Now, to our listeners, you can email us at redpiltorah at gmail.com. Follow us on redpiltorah.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Google Play. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Let's know, let us know what you're doing to encourage others during this time of global trial. And shalom to our listeners in Brazil and Nevada. Okay, miss, let's start this podcast with a prayer to our Heavenly Father, shall we? Mm-hmm. Avinu Shivashimayim, our Father in Heaven, we thank you for Yeshua. Thank you for the opportunity to come before you in prayer and to approach your throne and to be heard. We thank you for giving us this time to be here. We thank you for all grace abounding towards us. And regarding this coronavirus, Father, I pray that you might receive glory and that you will use this situation to spread the renown of your name and your mercy and your great power throughout this whole world so that people will know that you are and that you love them. And so that people will come to the light of your Yeshua, your salvation. Thank you for your goodness to us. And in this time, I pray that you would just keep us your people. May we be safe and may we hear your voice, follow your instructions, and bring glory to your name. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. And Abba, Father, we just praise you. And we pray, Father, for those who have already lost their lives. Well, actually, we pray for the family members of those who have lost their lives, that they might be comforted, that they might know, Lord God, that There is nothing that is done in secret that you don't understand and that you don't see and that you're there to comfort their hearts and to lead them, Father, to salvation through your son, Yeshua, if they don't already know you. We thank you and we praise you and we just pray for peace in their hearts and minds. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So today we're starting with the fifth commandment or word. Miss, can you read that one for us? Sure. Exodus 20, verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. This is a scripture that every parent I know has told their kids. Usually it doesn't include the last part about your days being long, and oftentimes they use the word obey as opposed to honor. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Now the Hebrew word translated as honor is kaved. It means to be heavy or weighty, glorious or honorable. 
Now, decades ago, the word heavy was a slang word which meant honorable, serious, or even profound. Once again, I see similarities between the Hebrew language and everyday talk from the west side of town. Now, it was uh, quite a compliment back in the day to be referred to as heavy. It meant that you were worthy of great respect. This is the way our Creator wants us to relate to our parents. You might also notice in the scripture, it doesn't indicate that your father and mother did anything to merit this honor, but that as their child, Eloheka, our God, tells us to honor them so that we can benefit. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is not to say that your parents aren't worthy of honor, but to say that there may be some believers who feel that their parents aren't worthy of their honor. Regardless of what you think or how you feel, Jehovah instructs us to honor them. And if you still have a mom or dad, I recommend that you keep this commandment. I agree, Mama. And I think your statement is true for parents who have passed away as well. To our listeners, Miss and I attended the memorial service of our second father a few weeks ago. His name is Joe Nathan. Miss and I were among the first members of the church that he started near our college decades ago, and not that many decades ago, I might add. <laughs> he adopted both of us into his family. We love him and his family very much, and we honor him just as we honor my father, Johnny, who passed away in May 2019, and Mrs. Mother Jenny, who passed away in 2010. Honoring the parents Jehovah gives us is also important because they were his choice for us. Now, whether their behaviors caused them to be great parents or not so great parents, our job is to honor them. If we honor them, we are honoring our Heavenly Father. The scripture in Exodus speaks of a long life in the promised land, but the scripture in Ephesians 6, verse 2 and 3, add that it will be well with us and that we'll live long in the earth. So this applies to us today. Sure does. 1 Corinthians 4:15 reminds me of our parents, you know. It says, Although you have 10,000 teachers or instructors in Christ, yet you don't have many fathers. Teachers can open our minds to the truth, but a father and a mother have a way of using their loving example to really get the truth in. Mm -hmm. I really do value their loving examples and their influences on who we are to this day. In his book titled Husbands and Fathers, Derek Prince makes a really interesting statement about fatherhood. Page 57 reads, The fact behind all other facts is that God created the universe as a father. He left his father imprint on every aspect of creation. What a remarkable fact. All fatherhood in the universe did not begin on earth, nor did it begin with time or human history. It began in heaven. Now, ultimately, it goes back to the fatherhood of God. It is he that has made us and mm -hmm. not we ourselves. If only everyone would reach out to Elohim as father. In the past few podcasts, we implied that the fifth commandment touched on how we relate to Elohim and how we relate to each other. Mm -hmm. That is why we would say 
the first four or five commandments talk about how we relate to Elohim, and the last five or six talk about how we relate to each other. By now, I hope you see that those themes are blended in this commandment. They sure are. To honor your father and mother is to honor Elohim. Mm -hmm. If you love Elohim, you will follow his instructions. Check out our podcast, number 22, titled Love the Lord Your God, for more about that. For now, let's consider the question. What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and keep grudges against your parents or take the red pill and honor them just because Elohim said so? Only you can answer that question. You know, in our society, the curse of fatherlessness is at the root of so many problems. Mm -hmm. According to the scriptures, fatherlessness is a choice. Our Elohim is the father with outstretched arms, and so many people reject his love to live like an orphan. It just doesn't have to be that way. This is so true, Dan. But that brings us to the sixth commandment or word, thou shall not kill. That's found in Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. This scripture has been used by some to say that the death penalty is breaking God's commandment or to say that soldiers who fight in wars are criminals. The word translated as murder is teretzak in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. It can be translated as, quote, to maliciously kill in a premeditated manner, unquote, or to kill someone God did not sanction for death. So this scripture could actually be translated as, thou shall not murder. Now, and I'm sure you've read in the Bible that there are many in instances where Elohim says there is a death penalty for certain sins, or that a group of people who he instructed the children of Israel to destroy because of their sin. To say that the sixth commandment means that it's unlawful to kill anyone at any time is a misinterpretation of this instruction. Yeah, and there are other ways to kill a person. In Hebrew culture, Lashon Hara is any derogatory or damaging statement against an individual which, if it were publicized, would cause the subject physical or monetary damage, anguish, or fear. Numbers 12 gives us a good example of Lashon Hara. Moshe, or Moses' siblings, Miriam and Aaron, were talking about Moshe because he married an Ethiopian woman. They said, has the Lord only spoken by Moshe? Hasn't he spoken by us too? Elohim heard what they said and rebuked them. Miriam immediately contracted leprosy. Moshe prayed for her, and Elohim said that she was to bear the leprosy for seven days and then be received back into the camp. Probably because of his role as high priest, Aaron did not contract the leprosy. If he had, the repercussions for all of Israel could have been very serious. This story should really make us all think twice about character assassination. I know that's right. Well, Tim, our last commandment for this podcast is number seven. Thou shall not commit adultery. Listeners, please check out our episode number three, Torah in the New Testament, 
for a good definition of adultery and an example. In this particular episode, we talk about the woman who was caught in adultery and taken to Yeshua to see what he would say about what should happen to her. Most of the time, the word adultery in the scriptures refer to covenant breaking. It's more about how Jehovah feels about his covenant people not keeping his commandments and how he characterizes their behavior like that of an adulterous wife. This shows to me the level of importance our Elohim puts on keeping covenant. In our podcasts number 23 through 26, we spent a lot of time talking about covenants. Mm -hmm. There was only one way out of a covenant if a party failed to perform what he or she agreed to do. The way out was feet first. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, knowing that, it's no surprise that the penalty for adultery was death. If Jehovah will allow us, we hope to cover the rest of the commandments or words in a future podcast. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 32, we find scriptures that many believers use to suggest that Yeshua changed the meaning of the Ten Commandments, or the Ten Words. Now, I think that when we finished all ten, you will see that uh, this is not the case. By comparing Scripture to Scripture, I hope we will show you that the teaching of the Father agrees perfectly with the teaching of Yeshua. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what we shared. Read over the Scriptures and discuss them with your family and friends. And thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth. truth.